Hi there, Let's Talk Sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Cricket. Uh, Ashes special of the third test review. Um, I'm joined by my co-host, Joseph. Um, I say review, but um, it may be a short review and just moaning, but um, thanks for joining me, Joseph. No problem, my friend, and obviously... Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the England Batsman Unit. Yeah, um, I was going to say... Correction, um, Batters Unit. Well, yeah, um, we've got to be politically correct. But, um, <laughs> Joseph, I'm sure they weren't exactly feeling jolly this Christmas. Perhaps they were, I don't know. But um, before we get started, I hope you had a good Christmas. Yeah, yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Busy, isn't it? Loads of people come around your house, and it's uh, yeah, comes and goes very quickly, doesn't it? There's a lot of build up to it, and um, yeah, it just comes and goes. I'm a bit of a misery when it comes to all that, so uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, a bit of normality and uh, yeah, yeah, getting on with the new year. Yeah, uh, definitely, and um, we'll get into it from an English point of view, but first, because. Chris, I get the feeling there'll be a lot of moaning about England. Just want to congratulate Australia because maybe some some of it's been lost in the shuffle of how bad England's going to be. But that, Australia can only be what's put out, and they've done. To be honest with you, I can't think of really many mistakes they've made in the series. I will admit they're hardly under pressure, but. I just wanted, before we get into England's frailties, um, congratulate on some Australian viewers I know do watch on this channel. So I want to congratulate them because, to be honest with you, as bad as England's been, they sort of have very deserved their success. They've stuck to plan and sort of made England look um, as we've seen. Yeah, no, I echo them thoughts. Congratulations. Like you say, it's, uh, you know, it's not just a team um, performing bad, you know, is the reason for losing a series. Obviously, the other side of the ball, um, you know, the other team has to perform. Yeah, and they can't ask for more, you know, under the stewardship of, of Pat Cummins, who seems a very, very likeable Australian captain, which I find hard to swallow. It's, e it's easier to hate them, isn't it? Um, but he yeah. does seem a, a very, a very nice gentleman, um, an excellent bowler and, um, yeah, thoroughly deserved. And, you know, they're, they're likely to go on and, um, you know, win the next two as well, weather permitting. So, um, yeah, you have to give credit. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. So, yeah, congratulations to um, to the Australian side and, and, and everyone over that side of the world. Well done. Through gritty yeah, time. I agree. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet it was. But um, I agree. And to be honest with you, um I call your comments about Pat Cummins. Um, I think he's conducted himself well um, and couldn't got off to a better start, to be honest with you. Um, before we get into talking about England a bit more in depth, hi, let us see. Um, we've already got a like on the video, but our WG Rumble Pants from, of course, um, the cricket group, me and Joseph, uh, met in spirit of cricket. So, um, any cricket fans out there, 
please head over to their Facebook group and check that out. They do a great job. Yeah, he's, he's a great follow on Twitter as well. I do, I do follow uh, Mr. Rumble Pants on Twitter and uh, very passionate, like George. Um, you know, talk sense, but also um, posts some of the most amazing um, pictures of, of some of his clothes that he's got and, and, and some fine uh, some fine hats. So, um, yeah, WG Rumble Pants. Follow him on Twitter. Worth it. Yeah, um, I agree. And um, another um, thingy Facebook comment adds cricket is growing in the States and growing in New York. Um so I understand um, me and Joseph um, in a partnership with Northeast Streaming. We, our podcast is apparently, um, someone wants to listen to us apparently, shock, horror, Joseph. But um, yeah, I understand it's growing in the US and that can only be good things for the sport because for a sport to be success. You want the big markets involved because it means a greater talent pool. It does. And obviously we know Liam Plunkett has, has made his way over there, isn't he? To, I think he's in Philadelphia. Um, yeah. And he's going to be involved in, in raising the profile of the game over there. So, of course, where you know wherever cricket profile is, is, is raised can only be a good thing. Obviously, the States is such a huge market, sports market. Um, I mean, it's, it's likely to be the shorter format, isn't it? Um which is a touchy subject in, in, in certain areas right now. But, yeah, look, any, any way people find to um, to get involved in cricket can only be a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, how the youth finds it today is watching the lights of T20, and then if they like it, they'll check out the longer versions. So to get the youngsters in can only be a good thing. So whereas I know some people might complain, I think it's up to us to um, find a way to coexist. You can't be closed-minded and say, oh, I only want the longer version. You need more diversity can never be a bad thing. Um, and well, I that's, think we've, um, um, all, all, all the youngsters that we've brought in through the 100 this year, I think we've killed them off straight away, haven't we, three <laughs> Well, there is uh, that to it, and um, they, um, the Facebook user adds, yeah, um, a lot of Southeast Asians and Caribbean folk um, playing in New York, and um, he also adds, uh, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, uh, I know this is a fee, general question, but do you think this is a fee exceptionally bad Ashes series, or something bigger perhaps a metaphor for the rider state of cricket in the country if i'm honest either way i'm very worried i'm a um, passionate optimist of um english cricket um to be honest with you and we'll get deeper into this during the episode i do think there's problems with the county game, and that certainly seems to have been echoed of so many people that the standard of batting isn't what it once was. And essentially, a lot of the talent pool drifts to just working on the limited overs game because um, there's such riches there. Um, I know it's a big question, Joseph, but before we head into 
mm. the view of the test. What's your thoughts on this? No, it's a good question, Facebook user. I'm guessing that's not your real name. Um, <laughs> but um, is it, let's sort of break it down. Is it an ex, a very, uh, sorry, an exceptionally bad Ashes? Yes, 100%. You know, we've been beaten 5-0 before um, and it doesn't feel as um, wounding as this 3-0 um, series loss so far feels. Um, but, you know, part of me, I, I've had a few days to, to sort of calm down and think it's very it's pretty good that we don't do reaction shows to um to England <laughs> test matches because I don't think I'd last I don't think I'd last long on the channel so it's always good to have a couple of days of reflection um yeah. you know I, I do feel as, as we'll come on to later on there is a there is a way forward um sometimes things as horrific as this need to happen they're par for the course in sport not just cricket in in, in all sport you know, to invoke some sort of change, which, you know, for me, is just highlighted even more and has to come. The fact that we've spent the last six, five, six months with with the shadow of, of the 100, obviously one of the, you know, the only test playing country that brings in a second short format of the game and obviously the pushback of the, of, of the county's calendar, you know, this on top of, of that invokes anger, um, frustration and the response is going to be, you know, going to need to be required. The ECB, this must be their nightmare losing the Ashes in 12 days already because they've had all that um, sort of pushback through the summer. You know, a good Ashes performance may somewhat have, 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 have held that away for another few months, but they've got no chance now and, and, and action needs to be taken on the wider scale, um, which, you know, I do, I do think there is solutions out there. So, Yes, exceptionally bad ashes. I can only see it getting worse. And and in a strange kind of way, and I don't mean this to sound sulky, I hope it does get worse. I hope we do lose 5-0. I hope we get bowled out for 68 or less in every inning. So that's because I'm frustrated. I don't want to win. I don't want it to be 3-2. What's the point? Um, you know, I just want it to be totally horrific through to the end. And, and you know, people have got to be sat down and held account. Ashley Giles has, has got to start saying a lot more than he is. Um, and we need to look at the coaching situation. So good that you're a passionate optimist. So am I. Um, I, I do see a way forward. I think, I think depending on what age you are as well, we, we've had this conversation this week personally, Dan, haven't we? That I feel that if you're sort of the age I am, you've seen this before. You've seen worse, to be fair, you know, through the, through, through the 90s. So, you know, this isn't, as crushing as, as as it could be for someone a bit younger who who was fortunate to come up in, you know, the sort of successful years and, and what Fletcher created and what, um, you know, Andy Flower, et cetera. You know, this will be your sort of first real ex experience of, of, of pain on the international scene. But for, for some of us that have already felt this this pain and worse, it's, um, it's, it's manageable, it's frustrating, um, but there is a way forward, but there needs to be answers on, on cricket as a whole. And I, I just think that, like I say, this performance on the back of uh, the disgruntledness around the county scene already just means that, that there has to be some sort of widespread um, widespread change, which can only be a good thing. But it's not a quick fix, this. You know, people can't think that, you know, we're going to go back in four years and win it because we've improved that much. There's a long, long way to go. And I, when you talk about a reset, reset's a word I've heard so many times this week because obviously it was, it was a buzzword around, you know, the, the, the 
white ball cricket when we, we sort of crashed out the World Cup and that had to be reset. Well, resets, unless you're very lucky, can take up to six years. So, um, you know, strap yourself in, people. Yeah, I agree. And I agree with you about I don't want them to come back and um, do well. And now the series is effectively over. To When you want change, you always want it to look as bad as possible because then questions has to be asked. And the fact that um, Silverwood did that interview after the test match and um, said he thought there's positives to take out of the game so far, perhaps it hasn't looked as bad as it needs to because either he's sort of <coughs> effectively lying or... If he's that deluded, English cricket is in a bigger mess than um, we maybe realise. But um, heading into this um, test match, and we probably won't spend too much into it rather than talk about the problems um, that exist and maybe some of the answers. Um, it wasn't, uh, to be honest with you, this was, we thought the first couple of tests were bad, but um, it was um, a pretty bad performance all around, certainly. Um, I don't know what... Uh, there's a lot of calls for there to be changes to the line. I don't know what people expected where these players weren't playing. There, there was no cricket in between that they could come in and maybe score hundreds. I don't know. Um and it was pretty bad all round. And to be honest with you, um, you had that little fight from the bowls, and they at least showed some fight. What must they be thinking um, when they sort of fighted a little bit and then that batting collapsed? And to be honest with you, I don't know if this makes it worse, and I'm pretty sure you will feel the same that collapse didn't surprise me because we saw it this last summer i think some people um sort of thought england stood the better chance than they ever really did the reality is it's joe root or nothing scoring runs and you can't go into a test match with essentially only really one player that's got the chance of making a big score. Look at Australia's lineup, and um, to be honest, it was as bad a uh, batting performance as I can remember in a long time in Test cricket. Yeah, I, I think. Look, you look at the Test match. The the scenario was set, wasn't it? We had to win all three Test matches to retain the Ashes. It was never going to happen. Um, look, I think if you if you break it down. It was a good toss, to, good toss to win. Um, you know, I think that the, the deck looked nice. It looked green. It looked like a, a bowling morning on that first day. Um, so I think with, with the attack the Australians have, great toss to win. And you know, as, as soon as that, you know, sort of toss and decision is made, you, you know, you find yourself unfortunately right now sat waiting for the inevitable. Um, you're waiting for the openings, the openers to go. I think they lasted 36 minutes on that first morning. Um, you know, you're not surprised. Personally, obviously, I know Crawley came in best, though, at the at the expense of Burns and Pope. 
uh, and wooden leech for broad and wokes i wouldn't have changed any of it i really wouldn't i would have kept it exactly the same um i i, I feel it was a, a change for change's sake to show that we're trying to do something yeah. you know but i looked at it the other way you know, while burns and pope and i'm not i'm not being a protective sorry fan here um you know i've not performed in the first two that they've had time in the middle i just thought there was a better chance of, of something than, than than chucking in crawley and bearstow and i thought you know in crawley's early spell that he was facing he, he could have been out three or four times you just saw what was coming obviously root gets his 50 um there's not much to go past you know sort of past that i think no. australia were very smart in their selections of scott boland i'm not just saying that because obviously the way it panned out but you know, that was clearly in their thought process for a while. Obviously, he plays for Victoria. He knows the MCG like, um, you know, like the back of his hand. And I thought that was a very smart decision. I think they would have they would have made that decision anyway, even if the series was at 1-1. Um, I just think it made it a lot easier. It was already 2-0 and, um, you know, 6 for 7 in that second innings. You know, it doesn't get much better than that on your debut, does it? But I think coming back as well... Um, when you look at that last hour on the on, on the second day, when inevitably no one was surprised when we were, we lost four wickets, but I just don't think I thought the bowling was outstanding in that period of time from the Aussie quicks. I, I, I thought it was ruthless, um, you know, and, and we all knew what was going to happen on the third day. And I've you know I've never known as many people um, be that confident that we was going to lose by an innings. Bearing in mind the deficit that we had to make up. Um, and that shows you how low the expectations were. And it, it, it just failed, didn't it? We, we started the first over on the third day pretty pretty decent. But then, you know, when Root goes for his 28, Leach is, was never going to be there for long. Um, you know, Stokes, great ball from, from Stark, obviously kept low, bowled him. You know, Bairstow was gone. Bairstow could have gone two or three times before... Before his five, I think it was Cameron Green. I think put, I think it was Bearslow put one of his down, um, and it, it was all from there. Wood Duck Robinson Duck. It, it was it was always going to go the way it was, and, and, and sixty eight all out. And sort of mentioning Cameron Green, then I actually think he'll be gutted from this Test match that he didn't get more because I've really rated him so far, and, and, and he was getting his bounce, and, and um, he seemed to be bowling really good lengths. I think he'd be gutted he didn't get any more wickets than he did. Um, start look effortless. Um, and like you say, Scott Boland was just on the money every time he he, he sort of, you know, bowled. He, he was he was on the money. And look, six wickets for seven runs and, and, and one maiden in that in that second over is is pretty special for him, isn't it? Um, obviously, there's a lot of story being made of his indigenous background as well. It just adds to it. What a magical debut for for him, and you know, good luck to him and, and fair play to him. That'll be a that'll be an ashy story, you know, forever and a day, especially in the state of. Um, you know, Victoria. Yeah, I agree. And um, the biggest thing that you can say, some of these bowlers will come into their lineup. It's been a pretty seamless change, and um, the depth they have in this bowling lineup, there's something to be said for that. And it maybe speaks volumes of the system what they have in Australia because. We speak so much about it's all free will, they make changes with England, but there's no one really standing out in us in English system, but that's not the case in the Australian system. So there's something to be 
said for that and I agree with you about the changes for changes sake it's a bit head-scratching because there's infested so much time in Rory Burns he seemed to be the one opener they had faith in and they I'm not saying he's performed well but they essentially tossed him aside when how could you expect better results so to be honest with you and of the players struggling he's the one what I maybe thought might have the stomach to tough it out a little so it's a bit head scratching that they've stuck with him this time and invested in him have belief in him and then essentially because they felt like they maybe had to answer the cry of changes that um he's out um the thing, the thing is a difficult thing Danny, is when you look at we're sort of saying you know we need we have the county circuit to pick from and again, yeah. I'm not defending here, but look at Rory Burns and look at Ollie Pope and look at their county championship records. Yeah. You know, it's not just down to them why that top order is failing. I do feel that, obviously, as an opener, the focus is on you. And yes, you're going to get one sometimes and it doesn't look pretty. But when you're in the situation that you're in, take whether it's Burns or Pope out of it, the rest of the order does nothing as well. So... You know, for me, they are still some of the best batters in county cricket. And you've you've got to stick and go with this. Yes, there is. You look at Abel from Somerset, who's clearly a talent. There is people to come through, but this isn't going to happen overnight. Um, and I, I just personally felt we're 2-0 down already and we've made sacrificial lambs of, of them. Stuart Broad out again. I would have played him. Chris Wokes. Yeah. Yes, he's not got an amazing record in Australia, but was Jack Leach going to do any better than, than Chris Wokes when you look at that wicket and you look at, um, you know, the pace attack and what the Aussies did? I, I just think it was, we're changing for change's sake. We'll make sort of scapegoats. And I'm sure it wasn't done in a malicious way, but that's how it seems. Um, and the result's no different. It's exactly no different. Um, so for me, in Sydney, Burns is back. And Pope is yeah. back as well. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, so, um, Facebook user also adds, um, not enough. Um, the county system is wrong. COVID as well, the problem. Um, not enough practice. Too busy concentrating on white ball cricket. I do agree. And um, one key thing is they've spent the last four years saying, We've learnt from our mistakes. We'll prepare, prepare, prepare. But one of the problems was they had two tour games. And I understand the schedule is packed and COVID has played a part in that because it moved around game. But the problem is the games got washed out. So from the side what's preached, prepare, there was a strange lack of preparation and in some ways have over prepared some of their thoughts in deciding selection before you've took a look at the picture. Um it's weird all round. Um he's made a couple more comments. Um yeah I'm gonna you... touch on Dan I'm just gonna if I'm gonna touch yeah. on these there's two comments. I'll, I'll answer this one first. Do you believe in Steve uh, Steve Harmison saying the team must now hit the reset button? Uh one hundred percent. 
um, you know, Steve Harmison was 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 a good international bowler. Ashes winner. Yeah. You know, the, these people. It was quite it was quite nice to listen to. Um, uh, I think it was Steve Harmison, Moeen Ali, and uh, and Jonathan Trot um, in the studio. You know what they're what the, what they're saying is 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 right, and you know this can't continue. But bearing in mind that this is this is not just this Ashes series. You know we had the capitulation um, against New Zealand at home. Obviously we had what happened in India. You know this this is not going to go away. Um, so whatever the reset is, yes. And back to what I said twenty five minutes ago. You know a reset can take six years, yeah. but it's vital. It's vitally important. That it's addressed now. Now, it's a starting point, and, and and the next question, which is, what would be a change for the better? Um, hang on, um, Joseph. Um, just one thing: a reset, as you said, have been banded about. But I'm not a big fan of a reset because that sort of says that it'll be a slow sort of a sort of quick fix. I think they need the full rebuild. To be honest with you, so reset. I think it's a bigger job than a reset, to be honest with you. I think people have to understand it's going to have to be rebuilt pretty similar to what me and Joseph can remember when um, sort of NASA Hussein took over and they had to completely rebuild not just the team and the setup. I think it's that bigger job, I, I honestly do. Um, oh, I agree, and it, does, it doesn't help when you have county championship games lasting two and three days, you yeah. know, because you're playing at the wrong times, um, the wrong times of the year. You're not getting, you know, young bowlers are not getting the experience of, you know, a flat pitch or a turning pitch. It's, you, they're not getting that exposure to, to learn their craft. You know, you're not getting time, you know, time in the middle, um, there's just a whole a whole structure change you know to sort of look at starting from the very bottom you know going under 19 level uh, under 16 and, and below we we've got to look at you know the, the progression path into county cricket the the exposure given in county cricket because it's no point these day, these games lasting two and three days you know we, we've got to look at how that how that works so bowlers are getting experience to bowl on different pitches at different times a year in different circumstances i mean how are we ever going to find a spinner um you know we've got one in parkinson who's, who's not in the squad but you know how are we going to find we, we've always struggled in that department where are these going to come from if you're not giving them the exposure um you know and and the pitches to utilize and the, the biggest thing for me the biggest frustration i take away and, and to answer that, what would be a change for the better? Um, well, there's a guy who's put his hand up once more again today in Gary Kirsten. That wouldn't be a bad start, right? He's coached India. He's coached South Africa, both taken to number one in, in, in the rankings. And if you remember, I said last week about, and it was no offence to, to English coaches, how nice we seem to be. We need that ruthless side from a, from a Zimbabwe like Fletcher, like Flower, you know, a South African like yeah. He's also made it very clear he would only be interested, um, you know, in, in the Red Bull, which is great because that's what you want, that focus. Um, and it pains me to say the next sentence because he was one of my heroes and still is and always will be in Graham Thorpe, right? But Graham Thorpe, I don't see what he's going to offer now, right? If there's one bloke in this country who should be involved in this batting unit, it is Sir Alistair Cook, right? Right. 
because there's a guy who could come out at 11 o'clock and still be batting at six o'clock, right? A lot of, I think a lot of these shots, a lot of the, the, the selection is lack of patience. It's, it's mentality that, you know, just making the wrong decisions. We, we go back. I'm so frustrated with, with Pope's dismissal in Adelaide when, when, when he come down the wicket needlessly, didn't need to, um, you know, patience, is a virtue, as they say. And Alistair Cook is one of the greatest at knowing how to do that. And cricket, as we've said, with all its terminology, with, with everything involved, you've just got to win the game by the hour, by the session, assess the game as it's moving on and react accordingly. And we don't react accordingly. We hand all the momentum back. And like I said last week, Australia know that. They know when we've handed them uh, momentum back and they're going for the kill. India did the same. You know, we can't just play test matches at home and think, oh, it's not too bad. You, you know, you want more than that. Um, I think Gary Kirsten would be a great choice. Um, and But I think you've got to have guys like Alistair Cook um, in and around um, in and around the, the side. And, and, you know, and the young guys just to... You know, just to sort of show you what Test cricket is all about, and I just think Ashley Giles needs to start speaking a lot more. I feel slightly for Chris Silverwood. I've, you know, I'm, I'm I don't feel he's the answer. Um, you know, some of the yeah. stuff he says, and I don't just mean on the back of the Boxing Day Test. I've said this since India. He's frustrated with some of the things he said. Look, the people that put him in charge need to take some accountability too. We're going to have to move past him. He seems a really nice guy, right? So I don't want to be seen to be digging him out, but he's not going to be the answer for this side going forward. Joe Root is the captain. Joe Root should remain the captain. That is as simple as it is. I've said this before. Joe Root will only leave that captaincy himself. There is nobody else to replace him. Um, but he can't keep doing everything on his own. I know I slightly criticised him because, I, and I still agree with what I said, when you get in 80s as a captain, you should be getting 100s. So should have Milan. So to me, that was that was failures in the previous two. But underneath it all, he, he's committed. He's not been travelling around the world playing everything left, right and centre. So, you know, Joe Root needs somebody above him, beside him, that's, that's, that's going to help push this forward. But, um, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um... One thing I agree with you about the ground for a thing I know, um, and that does hurt me because, um, as you say, is a legend um, of this team. But um, one interesting thing is for the reasons you, everyone thinks Silverwood should go, Fork's got to go as well because the blame doesn't just lie with Silverwood. It's the the best analogy I can give you is it's sort of like the Manchester United situation. The blame wasn't just with Solskjaer. It's with that whole coaching team because they were part of the problem. It's the same with Thorpe. He's um, in the setup, so he's part of the problem, whatever these issues are. It's going to be interesting. I think I agree with you, Kirsten, would be... A uh, great shout. Maybe he should have got um, when Silverwood did. Um, much has been made of the last couple of failures of being sort of English coaches. And is the problem partly with English coaches that it's too nice and just a good shot 
manic sort of club. Um, I don't know if that's true, but um, they've got to do um, something uh, different. Um, yeah, I think with this one as well, Dan, is, I mean, I'm looking, I'm just obviously seeing another couple of comments come up, and, yeah. and I agree with the comment about Livingston, and it's like, you know, for me, yeah. for this series, for, for where we were, I would have taken the risk. I would have played Parkinson. I would have played uh, Livingston. We would have got uh, maybe something slightly different out of this. Like, you know, it's easy to say this this now, but, like, you look how we were, we were skittled on that third day in the MCG. You know, Livingston might have gone off for 20 minutes. You know, we, we might have at least made them bat again. I know it's small margins, but you know what I mean? It, it, it's something. Uh, I, I think because of COVID... Have. Because of the lack of preparation, I personally thought it was worth a bit of a risk this series because you take the risk, you get beat 5-0. Okay. But everybody knew we stay as conservative as we are and try and attack it as we have. We're going to lose 5-0 anyway. So I don't know, but that's, you know, I'm not a selector. Um, uh, I would have, but we've had this conversation before. He's got to take charge of his game a little bit and he's played a shockingly little amount of county cricket of the longer form of game that's not good enough he's got to come to i understand there's fast money's available and i'm not saying don't play any franchise cricket but he's got to take control of his own destiny and if he wants to be a test match player, he's essentially got to sit down with ECB and say, right, I'm doing this and this to get ready for test match cricket. Do I have a pathway? He can't just keep playing cranny crannies and expect to... I would have thrown him in there possibly, like you say, take a risk, but he has to want it as well. Um, he does, and you think, you know, a big another, another as if it needed it right now, and another big kick in the... Uh... You know what's for Test cricket today for me is Quinton de Kock announcing his retirement at 29 yeah. years of age. I know um, it's to do with, with spending more family time, and I get that, but um, you know he'll still play white ball cricket. And there's a severe talent at 29 deciding that he doesn't want to play Test cricket anymore, and I think it's sad, very very sad. Yeah. Um, one um, thing, what um, I just wanted to pick up. Um, one comment is six years is too long because you're looking at these players they'll be even their prime or some retiring but the reality is this is a big job it's not like we're just getting beaten by say 50 runs we are getting let's be honest we're getting embarrassed and want the floor of and everything needs to change from top to bottom i understand some of the players what we maybe go to won't be part of the high tier success, but it's about building. Some of the players here will pass certain things on to the younger ones what do come in. It's about building a structure, not necessarily for the next Ashes or even Ashes after that, but one after that. So you can't... The problem we're in now is because we want a quick fix and there is no... The beauty of Test cricket is it it's fine margins and if you go for a quick fix you're not going to be successful in my opinion yeah and i, I think they have to look past this side um you know i, I do think he yeah. can take up to six years but I, i'm not including this side in it 
Um, I, I think you're looking at the next side. You're looking down at the under 19s. Yeah. You're looking down lower than that. I think that's how far we need to go. But look, it, it's un- it's going to be unfortunate for Joe Root, who's an outstanding player. But unfortunately, he's going to be playing in this era. But look, this happens. Mike Atherton, one of the gr- I've always enjoyed watching Michael Atherton play cricket. But he was often on the losing side. Darren Goff was a great bowler. Yeah. 95% of the time on the losing side. Unfortunately, you get good players in the wrong era. And Joe Root, you know, look, he's played in some successful sides. So it's, I don't think he's as doom, as gloom as, as you know, as, yeah. as, as the players I've just mentioned before. But now, and for the foreseeable, unfortunately, he's, he's going to be, a, you know, a, a gem in whatever a gem's in. I can't even think of the same. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? He's going to be a diamond in the rough. Maybe I was trying to think in of the rough. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, you probably couldn't think of it because uh, spinners don't bowl into the rough. But um, uh, before we wrap things up, a couple things I wanted to pick up on. Um, one, you mentioned, Rue, and everyone said, one, I think if he wants to continue, as you say, he's the only option. But one yeah. concern I have is weapons if he doesn't want to, because if you look at the last year, but particularly the last couple of games, if you look at his body language, he looks dejected and like he's had enough, to be honest with you. But the thing is, so, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, I, I would. But to be honest with you, my, the one concern I have is, and it's very easy for people in the armchair to say, oh, having gone, A, who are you going to point? Because it's not going to be Ben Stokes. One, He's already done too much. And with his mental health, you can't ask him to take over because if he needs to step back again, you can't then go back to root. The only other fake person you can ask is Rory Burns. And to be honest with you, we've just cast him aside. Um, Joe Root is the only one. But what happens if he decides he don't want to? That is the one thing. Yeah, I've agonised over this. He won't. I'm, I'm pretty sure, and, and noise is coming out of the camp, that he's already made his intentions clear. He wants to stay. He won't want to finish like this. And I, I think that there's a lot of, you know, admirable ways that he's gone about his business in his role as captain over the last two years or so. Like you say, he's, he's stayed loyal to the test calls. He's done his bit. I'm starting to like some of the stuff he's saying, finally, in post-match interviews i like to hear the truth a little bit of anger a little bit of sarcasm he's been coming out with that which is great but look he'll know if he stands firm there's going to be a coaching change and look he's got plenty of time yet to add to what has been a wonderful um career so far he won't want to go out like this look it's, you can't blame him if he thought you know what sod this because it, of course it's going to take its toll um but someone who loves playing cricket as much as Joe Root, the England captaincy, and, and, unless it's life or death, you're not going to walk away from that. And I think he, you know, he will, he will stay and do his calls. The thing is, it comes so quick, doesn't it? You know, we, we straight over to the West Indies, um, yeah. you know, for a couple of tests and then New Zealand back over here. Um, and just, just, just on the subject of the West Indies, I know there was a comment on here about a lot of Caribbean people playing cricket in america so if any of you are really rich and want to take me to the west indies for the test series um please do i'll buy you drinks um something to eat you know normal stuff 
Um, so yeah, just just get in touch with with Dan. I won't mind a couple of couple of trips out to the West Indies again for some cricket. Yeah. But um, but yeah, on a on a side note, no, I think um, he'll be there. Um, he'll still yeah. be in position. I, I think even he knows that if if he quit what the hell is behind him? Nothing. And I think he knows that. And I don't think that'll sit right with him. He'll have a big say in who comes next. Um, I think like you say, I've never agreed with Ben Stokes being vice captain anyway, in the first place. So I, I think you right away, you take out Ben Stokes ever being uh, the test captain, not for the reasons you mentioned for me. I just don't see it. I don't think he's a test captain anyway. I don't think we need to go down that Flint off route didn't work then. It was spectacularly fell. It didn't work with Peterson. You can go back. It didn't work with Ian Botham. Even he knew that and, and, and jacked it halfway through a series. So I think you take that out of the equation um, and, and you sort of are looking. It, it's not out of the realms of possibility to suggest the next England Test match captain. He's not even in the squad right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, two quick comments before we wrap things up. One comment is, I think Stokes was rushed back, did nothing for me. And whereas I do understand he hasn't quite been himself, I don't think you could expect it. There was such a large break, and you have to remember, I don't think he was mentally ready, to be honest with you. I never expected much. I think people are expecting too much. And then if you add to that, the warm-up games getting washed out effectively, um... I know it's easy to look at the statistics, but I don't think I was never expecting him to do much, and I don't think we can hold that against him. No, but I think, honestly, I think this was down to, if you think about it, it's a sportsman is a short career. You know, Ashes tours in Australia only come around every four years. I think the fact that he missed the last one due to off-the-field demeanours uh, in the Bristol area... Um, I think the fact that he missed that, you know, if he missed this one as well, you're talking another four years, anything can happen. So I, I think he just wanted to get out there and play. I, I really don't think it was any other reason than that. And um, I, you can understand that as a professional. You know, imagine going through your whole professional career, you know, with, with some of the highlights that, that Ben Stokes has had so far, but never playing an Ashes series in Australia, albeit a, a dismal one. So I, I think that was the reason why. I, I just think he must have reasoned with himself and thought, look, I missed the last one. If I miss this one, you're talking another four years. He's had a couple of injuries. So I, I think that's the reason he went. And look, he's no worse than anybody else has been, as he so, you know, not covering yeah, himself. I, I think the only thing we, the only reason we talk about it, Danny, is because so much is expected of him. So he's, he's sort of a victim of his own success in, in, in that sort of side. Yeah, I agree. Um, one last comment. Um, they said, do you think... I don't think they ever wanted to tour because of COVID. I do. I don't think that's the reason why we're struggling, but I think it has been marginal. I think um, the tour was up in the air and maybe some of the players ain't necessarily fully bought. There's been a lot of bubble cricket, if you will, and I do think maybe some of their hearts are maybe... I wouldn't even say not in it, but maybe distracted, but at the same time... I don't think we can use that as an excuse because the reality is when you commit to the tour, then you've got to be fully in. Um, it probably is e a little easier for Australians because they ain't really been playing um, and they are at home. So um, 
what do you think about that before we close the show, uh, Joseph? Oh, look, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a dinosaur. Some would say with this. Look, you, you're paid to play professional cricket. Yeah. Um. So, you go with your families or without. Um. And I think there's millions of people in the world that are probably worried about COVID yet have to go to work every day. So, um, I'm, I'm afraid I don't buy into this um I'm, I'm not into all that side of things rightly or wrongly um but i can't can't help how i feel about that one but um but yeah that's, that's um, like that. so um the next one um is and you've gone off uh, uh joseph um i said i can probably get you tickets <laughs> if you want the boat ride is on you from the mad new yorker so it seems like Facebook user is Carlos. He's a regular viewer of all of our shows. Um, very passionate about all New York sports. Um, thingy, and definitely not a fan of Tibbs, who manages the next one, which probably won't mean much to you, Joseph. But um, he also adds um, great show from the mad new yorker so uh, we thank you for watching carlos um carlos is a so much a regular few he started doing a show with keith who as you know does a show with me where they just debate and disagree on anything so um we thank you for your support carlos yeah thanks for the comment sounds good and uh, no I'm, I'm not i'm not a massive expert on basketball um I'm a Chicago Bulls fan for my sins, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not an expert on that sport, unfortunately. Um, so, um, as um, we close the show out, um, next week we'll be airing on Roku as we're starting um, from the third on Roku. We will be the first show live through Northeast Streamers Roku channel. So, um, be sure to check me and Keith out um on that monday morning um and me and joseph are looking forward to bringing crooked to um roku i'm not sure how many crooked shows are on roku so possibly um we will be one of the few and hopefully it opens up new topics for us joseph fingers crossed i'm sure we'll get about four listeners which is uh, is plenty <laughs> for what we have to say yeah, certainly. I mean, um, we did, um, at one point, we did hit eight viewers today, uh, Joseph. And this is probably one of our more uh, commented on episodes. So um, we thank you, Carlos, for your comments. And it definitely helped with the uh, uh, episode. But I just want to thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Carlos. I'll, I'll have a think about that invitation of the boat ride. I'll um, <laughs> I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you via Dan. But yeah, no, good as ever, mate. And uh, I'm sure the next time we speak, we'll be four 0 down um, after Sydney. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but thank you to everyone for watching us. Um, and until next week, let's talk sport, fans. Thanks for watching.